0: When my father died, he did so with one wish that kept him fighting as long as he could. He wanted to see me one more time before he left this world. Though the doctor had advised me to take a few days break because of the stress I was under, I have felt bad all these years for not being there for him. When a person's about to leave the earth, he wants those he loves to know how much he cares for them. God is in charge of each one of us and we are immensely precious in His sight. Today, I'm going to talk about a savior who heals people, but it's going to be a deeper life message that has everything to do with surrender. We're going to go well beyond what I call faith kindergarten, where people are simply led to think that all they have to do is believe hard enough and God will answer their prayers. Too often, people have assumed that if God doesn't heal them, there must be something wrong with their faith, or they must have sinned in some way. But God often has a far more complete plan for our lives and our eternity than we realize. Today, we're going to look at an often overlooked element necessary for answered prayer. When my father died, he had learned to come to the place of letting go of this world. He said that he didn't mind the dying part, but the pain he would endure was a problem. He went through many days of deep discouragement, and it was a great privilege to be there on so many occasions to encourage him. But there was ultimately the letting go of submitting to the will of God that one day the bell would toll for him. Ultimately, he surrendered to the will of God and left this world behind. As we'll see The call of surrender of everything we have to God is key to our own healing and deliverance, but it's, oh, so hard at times. We'll all have to surrender to death in the will of God someday, and having made that surrender, though God is indeed a healer, it will be time to depart. Paul knew when it was near, Moses was told it was coming, and Daniel's friends in the fiery furnace knew it. When the king of Babylon said these words to them in Daniel 3.15, If you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what god will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, We do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. You know the rest of the story. The Son of God was seen in the furnace with them that day, and they were delivered. The foundation of their faith was not that they knew God would deliver them. The fact of their faith was that God had already delivered them from any concern for their bodies that stood over their absolute devotion, liberty, and hope. They were already living in the complete and perfect purpose of their faith, and that was to glorify God and trust Him no matter what. They had surrendered any need of a physical deliverance on this earth. They were willing to live or die. It didn't matter. The greatest release of their faith was the release of every earthly concern over to God. I know I've shared this story before, but in brief I want to recall the season where we were living in an old 50-foot trailer house just out of town in Sisseton, South Dakota. After 15 years in the ministry, I was fixing farm equipment and living with next to nothing that I could call my own. I was there with my wife and two daughters. Many of my friends would wonder with me why God was allowing this. To this day, the Christian family that let us set up on their property and gave us work have been greatly puzzled by it all. But one sunny Sunday afternoon after living under much stress, loneliness, and rejection by many judgmental Christians, I just told God, If you never want me to preach again, it's okay. I submit to your will. I put my anointing back in your hands to do with as you will. That was all God was waiting for. That Sunday night at church, I shared my experience in the grove that afternoon, and the Holy Spirit moved greatly in the service. Within a few days... I had been called back into a new ministry in Virginia, and we were soon on our way. God more than restored all that had been lost, but God was looking for a new and deeper level of surrender. I remember years earlier when I was very sick for months, and God called me specifically to grow in faith for healing. I remember walking into a Red Lobster restaurant in Minneapolis, and God's presence was so strong upon me that I said, If this is what it takes to have a wonderful and powerful presence of the Lord upon my life, I'll gladly remain weak. It was surrender that he was after then as well. It was not long before his healing began to manifest in my body. This Easter weekend, I had the privilege of receiving many great words from the Holy Spirit. One thing he made clear to me was simply this. Take care that what you long for in this world, whether it be tomorrow's hope, or your lifelong dream, take care that it does not become greater than your longing to be in heaven, to behold the glory of God. Though this may be nearly impossible to live up to on some days, it becomes a vital expectation and a goal as life here draws to a close. The more we embrace it, the more liberty of soul we will realize. Nothing in hell or this earth can rob that sure hope for the man of faith. His joy and peace remains in place as the sun begins to set on his life. That surrender is often what God is waiting for us to come to lest we worship the healing more than the healer. A sign that such a thing is happening is when we lose our joy and begin to beat our own conscience because we aren't healed yet. What's wrong with me, we cry. That's evidence of a lack of surrender to God. And it's often a very hard thing to realize and relate to. But when it is accomplished, there is a strength of joy and a liberty that can weather many a storm. As I'm noting this, I have that inner sense that the devotion of those three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace in Daniel's account is something that American Christians are going to need more than we know. We're going to need the presence of God with us in the fire that is burning this country to the ground, morally, spiritually, and politically. With the world gone mad, the man and woman of God are going to need his presence to give them supernatural strength. Remember, Babylon was God's will for his people for a season to set them apart again for him. They would have to learn to live in liberty of soul while they were bound in outward captivity. In the greatest crisis of my father's life, when his wife's life was in great jeopardy before I was born, and decades before my dad would ever surrender his life to Jesus, he saw a vision of Jesus with me in a cradle in front of him. This Easter, amidst my own struggle with feeling gravely weakened, I was reminded that our Savior, the Creator of the universe, was seen with me. He chose to identify with this crazy old Finlander who is not worthy to ever hope for heaven. You see, as God works to bring us ever closer to complete surrender to His will and His great care of us, it's so important to go forward with faith. God loves us, and He wants to not only be seen with us, but He wants us. He just wants us. The heart and life that is in the place where God can work through Him is the one who is at peace in the world we are given. Then. He can do what He wills in us and through us. Claim Him in His will as your victory right now, and you can't be defeated. Jesus won absolute victory on the cross because He surrendered to it before the Roman soldiers ever came for Him. He prayed, If it be possible, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but thine, be done. Jim Elliot A truly free man, who willingly gave his life, said he is no fool, who gives what he cannot keep, to gain, what he cannot lose.